my beloved brethren, praises once again to our God, our Allahim, our Yahuwah Abba, for giving us this opportunity to study his words once again. We will learn again something from this lesson. The title of our lesson is The Consecration of the Very Small Remnant. The word consecrate, beloved brethren, has different meanings as used in the Holy Scriptures. For instance, in the book of Second Chronicles, it says, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. As used in this passage, consecrated means to set apart. Set apart or dedicate the service of a deity. Our question is, is Aaron really and his uh, sons, were they consecrated? Yes. It's written in the book of Numbers 3.10. It says, this is what Yahuwah Abba said to Moses. Appoint Aaron and his sons to serve as priests. Anyone, who, anyone else who tries to do the priest duties must be put to death. So it is very clear, beloved brethren, Aaron and his sons were consecrated, given the priestly duties. What about the other meaning of the word consecrate? In Leviticus chapter 8, it says, Also, Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it and consecrated them. Here, Moses consecrated the tabernacle and all that was in it. What does it mean? It means he made those an object of honor. That is another meaning of the word consecrate, to be made an object of honor. In our lesson today, beloved brethren, the very small remnant are not made objects of honor or veneration or even set aside, although we know that the very small remnant were indeed set aside by our God, Yahuwah, but the use of the word consecrate here means to cleanse and purify. So let's begin our study. What is our King Yahusha willing and able to do? In the book of Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 and 2. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. What is our King Yahusha willing and able to do, beloved brethren? To make people clean. Who is an example? Example is the man with leprosy. In the ancient times, if you have a leprosy or if you are a leper, you are an outcast. How did this man with the leper approach our Lord Yahusha? He approached with faith. How sure are we? Because what we read, it says here, a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. What is leprosy anyway, beloved brethren? 
Let's read here the answer in the book of Leviticus, chapter 13, verse 3, verses 3 and 8. The priest shall examine the sore on the skin of the body. And if the hair on the sore has turned white, and the sore appears to be deeper than the skin of his body, it is a leprous sore. Then the priest shall examine him and pronounce him unclean. And if the priest sees that the scab has indeed spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. What is leprosy, beloved brethren? It is a skin disease. It is characterized by sore on the skin. What distinguishes it from other skin diseases? It's deeper than the skin. What is the decree for those who have leprosy? They are pronounced unclean. And because they are unclean, they cannot participate in the services within the community of Israel. That means any, any activity, even the worship service in the community of Israel, if you are a leper, you cannot participate. But you might be wondering, beloved brethren, why is the priest the one that will examine the sore on the skin of the body? It is because they were the ones designated to do so. That designation, beloved brethren, you can, we can read in Leviticus chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. We read in this, in this uh, passage, we, re we read verse 3 and 8. In, in verses 1 and 2, that is where the designation of the priests to be the ones who will examine a leprous sore. What makes leprosy dangerous? We continue in the book of Leviticus, the same chapter 13, verses 52 and 57. He shall therefore burn that garment in which is the plague, whether warp or woof, in wool or in linen, or anything of leather, for it is an active leprosy. The garment shall be burned in the fire, but if it appears again in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything made of leather, it is a spreading plague. You shall burn with fire that in which is the plague. What makes leprosy dangerous, beloved brethren? Because in its active form, it is a spreading plague, highly contagious. Leprosy does not only spread throughout the body. It can also spread throughout the community. In our time today, beloved brethren, what is the spreading plague? We all know it. It's COVID-19. What became of people with leprosy during ancient, ancient times? 
Again, in the book of Leviticus, the same chapter, verses 45 and 46. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes. Let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. What became of people with leprosy during the ancient times, beloved brethren? They are separated from the community. He shall dwell alone. This is strictly quarantine. Aside from dwelling alone, beloved brethren, what else are they required to do? They will wear torn clothes. They will not fix their hair. They will not comb their hair. They will cry unclean, unclean. For what purpose? So that they could be easily identified and avoided. And also, it is the leper himself that will take the initiative and shout unclean, unclean. Lepers are separated from the community and quarantined to protect everyone from the plague of leprosy. Now let's go back to the first book that we read, what happened to that leper who approached our Lord Yahusha. What did our Lord Yahusha do to the leper who approached him? Again, let's read the book of Matthew chapter 8, verses 2 to 4. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Yahusha put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. And Yahushua said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. What did our Lord Yahushua do to the leper? who approached him, our King Yahusha put out his hand and touched him. What immediately happened? His leprosy was instantly cleansed. Yahusha cleansed him. This is what our Lord Yahusha is willing and able to do, to make people clean. What did our King Yahusha instruct him to do? He said, do not tell anyone, but go to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded. What is that gift that Moses commanded, beloved brethren? It is written in chapter 14 of Leviticus. It is verses 1 to 32. It's very long, so we shall not read it anymore. It starts actually... With Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper for the day of his cleansing. So 
if the leper is cleansed, there is a law for them. And this is what our Lord Yahusha was saying uh, to, to the leper, the gift that Moses commanded. It is in that law. It is written in that law. Now, what can be likened to leprosy that needs cleansing, beloved brethren? Let's read here in the book of Isaiah, chapter 24, verses 3 to 6. The earth will be completely laid waste and totally plundered. Yahuwah has spoken this word. The earth dries up and withers. The world languishes and withers. The exalted of the earth languish. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear their guilt. Therefore, earth's inhabitants are burned up and very few are left. What can be likened to leprosy that needs cleansing, beloved brethren? What did we read here, beloved brethren? The earth will be completely laid waste. The earth dries up. The world languishes and withers. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. That is why there is a curse that consumes the earth. What are these? These are the product of sin. It is sin that can be likened to leprosy that needs cleansing. What has become of the earth because of sin? It has been defiled and the earth languishes. What is sin? Sin is the transgression of the laws of our Yahuwah Abba. Sin is disobedience to Yahuwah Abba. Like leprosy, Sin has spread out through, has spread throughout the whole earth, causing it to waste as the earth continues to be consumed by a curse. Beloved brethren, this is the, the situation that we were in, and in fact, we are still in. People have continuously defiled the earth. People are wallowing in sin. We have seen the conflagration, massive fires as we speak. There are massive fires burning in Portland and different parts of the world, in Africa, in Europe, in South America. There's, there's massive flooding. While other parts of the world are in fire, there's massive flooding in other parts of the world. Extreme drought here in California, tropical country like Brazil in snow. Imagine that. 
all this fortuitous event or what is called acts of God happening during a pandemic, all because of sin, because people have defiled the earth. Our lesson will be continued by our brother. My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, as we can see, there's a deep parallelism between sin and leprosy. We know leprosy defiles or makes one unclean. Sin also defiles the whole world. We know leprosy quickly spreads. Sin also quickly spreads throughout the whole world. We know leprosy causes one to waste away. This is why the Bible says the earth will be completely laid waste because sin does the same thing. And we also know from passages we read earlier that what the solution is to leprosy, what is proper for people to do in dealing with leprosy is fire. The same way sin is dealt by fire. And so the whole earth one day is assigned for fire. However, before that day comes, before judgment comes and destroys the whole world out of the mercy and compassion of Yahuwah Abba, what does he do for the sake of mankind? We read Isaiah 24, 3 to 6. Let's read now what it says in 15 down to 16. Therefore, in the east, give glory to Yahuwah. Exalt the name of Yahuwah, the God of Israel in the islands of the sea. From the ends of the earth, we hear singing, glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away. I waste away. Woe to me, the treacherous betray with treachery, the treacherous betray. And so what did Yahuwah God do? Because of his kindness and love to give people another chance for salvation before he destroys the whole earth with fire. Bible says he set apart for himself those who will exalt him and give glory to him. And when will Yahuwah God begin to do this? The prophecy says during a time called ends of the earth, beginning in a place in the east composed of islands, islands of the sea. We already know what this prophecy pertains to, and we believe this was already fulfilled. The purpose of Yahuwah God in setting apart a people for himself is so that he can be glorified, so that people can also receive the opportunity to be saved from the fire that will consume the entire earth. However, Yahuwah God gives a warning. What is the warning of Yahuwah Abba? For those whom he has set apart for himself. Bible says we must not betray him by becoming defiled again. You see, that's what betrayal is. Can you imagine? Yahuwah God sets us apart and then we get ourselves defiled again. We don't want that because if we are again defiled, just like what the Bible says, we will begin to waste away. That is like the sickness of leprosy. It is rooted deeply within the hearts of human beings to go back to defiling themselves. And so Yahuwah God knows our human nature. And so what does he do to protect those whom he has set apart so that they will not end up defiling themselves again? He gives us a wall of protection. Do you know what that wall of protection is? So that we would keep ourselves away from defilement of sin. That wall of protection is called the laws of Yahuwah Abba. 
because the root cause of defilement, it is sin. This is why Yahuwah God gave us laws. When we break those laws, what happens to us? We become vulnerable to leprosy. We become vulnerable to sickness. We become vulnerable to sin. And so what we need to do is to make sure we keep the borders. We keep the boundaries of Yahuwah God's laws and remain within them. You know how fast sin will spread if we will not address the laws of Yahuwah Abba that have been broken. Let's read the book of Isaiah chapter 1, 4 down to 6. Alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken Yahuwah. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward. Why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faints. From the sole of the foot, even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed or bound up or soothed with ointment. What we read to you there is what happens to the people of Yahuwah, a pattern that we see again and again after restoration, after being set apart by Yahuwah God to be his people. What eventually happens to his people? They go backward. Do you know how a person begins to go backward? It begins with one step, just like it begins with one sin. Sin quickly spreads. Sin quickly defiles. And so what would eventually happen to the people of Israel? Just like what we read from the sole of the foot, even to the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying source. What does that sound like? Doesn't it sound a lot like leprosy? You see, in so many ways, leprosy and sin are so alike. And Yahuwah God is telling his people, we have to protect ourselves from sin because sin defiles, sin spreads. And when sin spreads, it causes us to waste away. Yahuwah God has seen this pattern again and again, and it has unfolded even during our time. This is why we are so very fortunate, because in these last days, Yahuwah God continues to show mercy and compassion. How so? What did Yahuwah God do when he saw that the people whom he set apart for himself began to go backward, began to go back to defiling uh, the laws of Yahuwah Abba. Let's read what it says in the book of Isaiah 1, 8 to 9. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city, unless Yahuwah of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom, we would have been made like Gomorrah. What did Yahuwah God do? So that we can still have the opportunity to receive his salvation, that we will not be destroyed because of the defilement of sin. Bible says he set us apart as the very small remnant. And so what is our responsibility as the very small remnant? We have to remain set apart. Did you get that? This is what we have to do. 
when Yahuwah God calls his people and sets them apart from the world, what does he give them? He gives them laws to obey. By obeying those laws, they become set apart from the world. They become set apart from defilement. This is what we need to do. We have received this great blessing from Yehuba Abba because he wants us to do the work of restoration. But for us to be instruments of Yehuba Abba, for us to be instruments of restoration, for us to protect Yahuwah God's setting apart of the small remnant, what must we do? Let's read the book of Joshua, chapter 3 and the verse is 5. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow Yahuwah will do amazing things among you. What is our responsibility? What does Yahuwah God call each and every one of us to do? After we have been set apart as the very small remnant, just like what he told Joshua to do. When he told Israel, who was about to enter the promised land, what did Yahuwah God tell his people to do? Through Joshua, Yahuwah God says, consecrate yourselves. What does it mean to consecrate ourselves? It means we cleanse ourselves so that we can become dedicated for Yahuwah God to use us as his instruments. Brethren, we are very small. This is why the Bible says very small remnant. This is why when people look at us and look at our strength and our power, it is nothing compared to where we came from. We are nothing, but it does not matter who we are and what we have. What matters is the strength of Yahuwah Abba. Isn't this what we learn from the prophet Haggai, the prophet Zechariah? It's not about our personal might and strength. It's about the spirit of Yahuwah Abba. But how can we receive the spirit of Yahuwah Abba? It is by consecrating ourselves. You see, Yahuwah God has already set us apart, right? We have to do our part now. We have to cleanse ourselves so that we can receive the power of Yahuwah Abba. And once we receive the power of Yahuwah Abba, what will Yahuwah God do in us and through us? The Bible says Yahuwah will do what? Amazing things. Don't you want to see Yahuwah Abba do amazing things through us? This is what we look forward to. Yahuwah God, Yahuwah Allahim has just begun his work with the very small remnant. He will continue this work and he will complete this work. And as he do, does so, we will see the amazing victories, the amazing things that Yahuwah Abba will do. But brethren, if we want to be a part of that, we have to consecrate ourselves. We have to cleanse ourselves because if we are not cleansed, then how can Yahuwah Abba use us as his instruments in the work of restoration? But how can we cleanse ourselves, we who belong to Yahusha HaMashiach, so that we who have already been set apart can be used mightily for Yahuwah's purposes. Let's read the book of John 15, 3 down to 4. The one speaking here is Yahusha HaMashiach. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, 
neither can you unless you abide in me. How can we cleanse ourselves? We who are the very small remnant who belong to our king, Yahusha HaMashiach. We have to abide in our king, Yahusha. You see, we were set apart by Yahuwah God. And he placed us in the body of Yahusha HaMashiach. So in that sense, we have been set apart through Yahusha, consecrated for Yahusha's use, but for us to be useful. Our king speaks to us now. What does he say? Bible says we need to abide in him by keeping his words. And so the teachings of our king Yahusha HaMashiach is what will cleanse us and consecrate us to prepare us for the work that is before us. However, as human beings, we all know we commit sin, right? And because we commit sin, there's the possibility that our King Yahusha, who is the vine, might choose to cut us off as branches. We don't want our King Yahusha to do that. But there are times when our King Yahusha must do that. He must cut off the branches because he does not want the vine to be defiled. And so we need to keep ourselves pure. We need to do our best to maintain holiness. We need to do our best to cleanse our life from sin. This is not an option. This is a must. Yet we know we are not perfect. We commit sin every day. And so what must we do so that we can always remain with Yahusha connected to him? Let's read what it says in the book of 1 John chapter 1, 7 to 9. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Yahusha Christ's son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Brothers and sisters, if we commit sin, what are we to do? Bible says, if we commit sin, the one thing we must not do is to rationalize and make excuses for our sin. Sometimes people do that, but this is not what we ought to do. Sometimes people deny their sin. The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. You see, Yahuwah God knows our nature, right? Yahuwah God knows we are prone to committing sin. However, we have to protect ourselves from the defilement and the spread of sin in our life. How so? When we commit sin, what must we do immediately? We must confess our sins. Brethren, before we can confess our sins, we need to first acknowledge our sins, right? And we cannot acknowledge our sins unless we examine ourselves. This is why we need to have a standard by which we can determine if we are guilty of sin or not. This is why Yahuwah God gave us his laws. Let us study and meditate upon the laws of Yahuwah Abba. Let us ask ourselves every day, what am I guilty of? Let us not say to ourselves, I did not commit sin today. Brethren, let us examine ourselves for sin. Because sin 
is worse than sickness. When you think about leprosy, yeah, it goes beyond the skin, right? It, it's skin, not only skin deep, it reaches the tissue, the nerves, but sin is worse than leprosy. Cancer. We all know what cancer does. The insidiousness of cancer. But you know what? Sin is worse than cancer. Leprosy, cancer, sickness, they destroy the body. They don't really destroy the soul. But sin destroys both. And so if we examine ourselves and we want a healthy body, brethren, we need to make sure that we will cleanse ourselves of sin. And how can we cleanse ourselves of sin? Let us go to our king, our loving Mashiach. Confess our sins to him. Ask for his forgiveness. And every time we will do this, what is the promise of our King Mashiach? The Apostle John confirms. He will not only forgive us of our sins. The Bible also tells us he will cleanse us of our sins. Every day, brethren, let us go to our King and confess our sins. That we can be cleansed. And once we are cleansed, what must we do? The Bible says, let us walk in the light. The greatest way to live our life is to walk in the light. Do you know why? Because when we walk in the light, brethren, who are we walking with? Our king, Yahusha. You want to walk with your king? Then walk in the light. Because our king will not walk in darkness. And Yahusha invites us to walk with him. And so daily, let us be with him. Let us live out our life with our king, Mashiach, each and every day of our life. And so that we can be with him at all times. What can he do when we walk with our King Mashiach? Let's read the book of 2 Timothy, the final passage of our studies. This is what it says. In the large house, there are articles, not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument. For noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Brothers and sisters, what must we do so that we can always be with our master, useful to him? The Bible says we need to cleanse ourselves. When we cleanse ourselves, not only are we useful to Yahuwah, we're also useful to Yahusha. Hamashiach, to be used for good works and noble purposes. Don't you want to be used by Yahusha Hamashiach in a powerful, meaningful way? Can you imagine what it must have been like in the first century? Yahusha Hamashiach was here on earth. Maybe some of you have seen the movies or watched television shows about Yahusha. Right, And you see him walking the fields of Jerusalem, going through Gethsemane, and he has his disciples walking together with him. I always wonder what it would be like to be there, to walk where Yahusha walked, to be among his disciples. Can you imagine the joy the apostles felt? When Yahusha said to Andrew or Philip, why don't you feed these people here? When he said to Peter, why don't you throw a line here in this part of the sea and get some fish? 
I wonder what it was like when Yahusha sent them one by one. You, I want you to do this. You, I want you to do this. And they perform miracles in the name of Yahusha. I wonder what that felt like. Brothers and sisters, we may not be walking physically on earth with our King Yahusha because he is in heaven and we are here on earth. But we, we are still very much the disciples of our King Yahusha. And you know what? He does his work on earth using us as his instruments. How many is available to be used by our king today? Why not make ourselves available to be used by our king Mashiach today? By Yahushua who loves us. May he use us in a powerful way to transform the world one place, one person at a time. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are, you can be used by our King Mashiach. If you are a young person, maybe your whole life is still ahead of you. You're planning to go to college, planning to start a career. Praises be to Yahuwah Abba. Go ahead and do that. But brothers and sisters, though you are young and you have your whole life ahead, the greatest moments in your life will be the moments when Yahusha will use you as an instrument. Let him use you in a powerful way. At school, maybe, in your career, yes. Allow him to use you because he can use you in so many ways. But for you to be used, you have to consecrate and prepare yourselves. Those who are older among us, perhaps we don't know how many days we have left, how many years we have left on this earth. It doesn't matter. Make every moment count. Make every day, make every year, make every single week in our life count by being used in a mighty way by our King Mashiach. Brothers and sisters, to make the most of our life is to be an instrument of Yahusha in doing his good works. And as the assembly of Yahusha continues to grow, may we be instruments of what he wants to do to prepare all of us for the great day of our salvation. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba, most holy and gracious Yahuwah Alahi, thank you so much for giving us your blessings. Thank you for your laws, which we know protects and preserves us, keeping us away from defilement. Help us, O loving Abba, that we will grow closer and closer to you because we know therein lies the purpose of our life to be used by you in amazing ways. We do not take pride in our physical strength, nor in our wisdom, nor in our power, for we are but nothing, but you are everything. And your spirit is what we long for in our life. You have given happiness and joy amidst your people. Despite what is happening throughout the world, as we have read from scripture, indeed it is wasting away, languishing to be consumed by fire. But you have set us apart for yourself. Our desire, loving Abba, is that we will never disappoint you. Instead, we will do our best to please you, to be loyal to you as we exalt you. Yahuwah Allahim, please remember your people. 
Help us that we can remain your instruments, not only in sharing your truth, not only in proclaiming your words, but also in living them out in our life, that we may shine brightly before men. Our King and loving Mashiach, we confess our sins to you. You know very well our iniquities and shortcomings. Please be kind to us. Be merciful to us. Cleanse us once again that we can remain in you, with you always in our life, to do our best to walk with you, to be your instruments for good works. Loving Mashiach, is there something you want us to do? May you please knock on the doors of our hearts. May you speak to our minds, loving Mashiach. We will abide by your teachings. We only need direction. We only need to be shown where to go. We will study the scriptures, yes, as we do so enlighten us, because we want to know your will. Once we find your will and commit ourselves in doing them, when we cleanse ourselves, loving Yahushua, please, Please be close to us. Help us to feel your abiding presence and use us to be your instruments in the latter parts of these last days. Father, bless always your people. Remember our loved ones, our children, our parents. Help us, O loving Abba, that we will have soundness of strength and mind. Heal us, please, of our sicknesses and bless us with strong faith and love that comes from you that we can share with the people of the world. We believe, loving Abba, you have listened to our prayers, for we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.